Welcome to Slalom. This is Slalom on Air, a podcast series sharing how our core values inspire our work. Real voices, real stories, real impacts. Our goals are to dream bigger, move faster, and build better tomorrows. Welcome to Slalom on Air. I'm Kim Taylor, and this podcast is all about how we truly live our values at Slalom, not only with each other, but also in our work. I'm thrilled to be sitting down with a very special guest, Sharon Lynch, to hear about how Slalom is a formidable force for all things technology and what that means for our clients, our teams, and our future. Hi, Sharon, and welcome to Slalom on Air. Oh, hi, Kim. It's really good to be with you this morning. Excellent. Well, we're so happy to have you. And there's a lot of things that we're going to talk about, but I want to start with you. Can you give us a little bit of your slalom stats? I can, I can, I can. Um, I just celebrated um, nine years this summer with slalom. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. It was very exciting. I actually got to celebrate in Australia when I was working with our team down there. Um, So I got some very good Australian gifts. Um, I am lucky enough to be a general manager in our North America um, business. What that means is I run a few of our capabilities, um, solution ownership, quality engineering, and some of our locations on the West Coast. And in addition, um, I am accountable for our inclusion, diversity, and equity programs. And I sit on the Slalom Women Executive Board. Oh my goodness. Well, it sounds like a huge responsibility, but it also sounds like it's a very exciting, dynamic place to be right now. Oh my gosh, it it is. I mean, we've been growing and changing and hiring and having new locations and working with Slalom and all of those things that have to do with a a very fast-growing company. Okay. So already there's a lot to unpack there. Maybe we should start with, help us understand what is the BUILD organization? Very, very good question. Build started in slalom about 13 years ago, and the whole impetus for it was to build technology products from scratch in a modern way, working in a remote fashion using Agile, and we would work alongside our consulting friends in the local markets as they would go and have relationships with clients and they would learn that they needed to have a scaled engineering where they need to bring more people. So they call us and we are a one size fits all ability to build um, technology products. And we have all of the capabilities to do that design and leadership and coding and platforms and quality. So we are that solution for slalom and we call it build. Well, what a great descriptor. And actually, what came to my mind as you were saying that is, you know, one of the things we pride ourselves on is our local model. And what you just said is now we, we maintain our local model, but now we've augmented that with a global strength, basically. And so it sounds like a perfect match for where slalom was heading in our future. And here we are 13 years later. And look at us go. I actually, I want to learn a little bit about your background. Um you know, how did you get started with a career in technology? (laughs) Um, First, I feel really lucky to be in technology. Um, When I went to university, I won't even say how long ago, but when (laughs) I went, I was good at math and science. And I thought, well, I'll go into engineering. And I rock into school and I'm in engineering classes. I'm like, whoa, this is boring. (laughs) Um, I couldn't find anyone to talk to. Um, It just seemed like no one was having conversations. So like, I don't want to do this. Um, so transferred into business, started doing a few things. I I was like, Oh, I don't know if I like this. And I just, I took a coding class and I just, I fell in love. It was the first time 
that I remember thinking about school and thinking about a problem and I'd get up in the middle of the night and I'd want to code something. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and it was just, and it was when the internet was being just really starting and I remember clicking on links and you could learn so much. And I just fell in love with the whole thing of problem solving through ones and zeros. <laughs> Wow. Well, then what about consulting? Had you always planned to be a consultant or you didn't quite really know? How did that come about? (laughs) I am lucky. Um, At my university, companies would come to the university and start recruiting. And I heard about this company. It was consulting. I'm like, what is that? What does that even mean? (laughs) And I just, I asked so many questions. And again, the same story of I fell in love with, um, what they were talking about, about being invited into clients to help them solve problems. And it seemed so um, interesting. It kind of met my need of, or what I was really good at, curiosity, empathy. Um, and I do have a need to move from things to things. I, kn- I knew even then that I couldn't do one thing for the rest of my career. So yeah, I got lucky and fell into it. Wow. One thing I want to ask about is you started in technology, um, we'll just say in air quotes, a long time ago. And perhaps at that time, there weren't really so many women working in the space. Now there is, and I know we continue to grow that. Um, But were there any impacts or experiences, helpful or not helpful, that you encountered in this space um, that was so heavily dominated by men as you were coming up? Yeah, it's a really interesting question. Um, I do remember being in college and being in a C-sharp class and it was a stadium class and probably 500 people there. And there was probably three women and it it hit me, but I I just remember thinking, well, this is a male dominated industry and I just, I'm just here. And so I'm just Mm going to go do it. And so the teachers were all men. All my friends were men. Like I just, I just remember feeling, yes, this is unusual, but I was so passionate about it. It felt so right for me. And I love to lean into challenges. And then I started working. And yes, it was still male-dominated industry. It's mm-hmm. still, it still is in many ways. Um, but it is changing because even now what I see is we need so much different thought coming to solve the problems that our clients need. And you can't get that through a homogenous team. Right. And the problems that we're solving, the way that we're solving them, we need those different th- thought patterns in order to do that. So yeah, it's changed and um, I love seeing it change. And uh, I, I try to encourage as many women that are going to college to at least try computer science, um, try something in technology, because it can lead to so many different career paths. I love that. And it's inspiring just to, to hear you say it and, and to see your face as you say it. So thank you for sharing that. You mentioned that you're on our Women's Executive Board. Tell me more about that. What are you doing and what are we doing? It is really exciting what we're doing. One of the first ERGs at Slalom was around women. It was uh, the Women's Leadership Network. And that has evolved into now chapters of Women's Leadership Network, Um WIT, which is Women in Technology, and Women Who Build, which comes from the Build organization. And two years ago, we created a new operating model that brought all of that together. And there's four of us um, women leaders that sit on that board. And we are here to empower and enable and elevate all the women at Slalom. And it's really broken down any of the barriers across the different organizations because we're just doing it together. 
And we've been able to do some really powerful things like a day where we had all of our managing director and general manager women leaders and have a powerful speaker. Um, and so we've been able to sponsor events and have like, to have things happen that have been really amazing for our women. And our slalom investment, whether it's time or money in diversity is real, Yeah, which makes the time and the effort real because what we want is for inclusion. We want everyone here to feel their best self. Uh, I remember a woman a few years ago said to me, Sharon, if women only knew how amazing it was to work at this company, they would all work here. Mm, (laughs) And it just made made me so proud, Kim, to be a part of that organization in any way having influenced that. Absolutely. Sharon, tell us what you're looking forward to. You know, I'm really proud of the work we've done so far. I think our women feel more included. Um, Our percentage of women has increased in technology and across slalom. So I'm super proud. And one of the things that our CEO, Brad Jackson, has challenged us with is thinking more externally, thinking about our clients and our partners and how can we connect more with them with the work that we're doing. And it would be so powerful. So you connect employee resource groups from us to our partners or to our clients and you connect people. It could be informal. It could be formal. You could be having events. But I find that that one, one-on-one connection is so supremely powerful. So I'm really excited to explore that in the upcoming year and how we can do that. Maybe um, if you have any ideas, if you just want to connect with me at Slalom, please reach out, Sharon Lynch at Slalom. Oh, I love that. What a great call to action, Sharon. What would you like our listeners of this podcast to think about out of this conversation as we've talked about? technology, women in technology, where we are, where we're going. Um, What are some of the things that you'd like folks to take away and and be thinking about? I think there's a few things. I mean, one is empathy for um, our customers, what they may be going through. You may be just having a client meeting, but you don't know what happened to that person that day. So um, approaching everything with an empathetic mindset of whether their position in their org maybe what their challenges are in trying to figure out how we can help them, not just with the technology piece, but making their life better, mm-hmm. <laughs> making them love their life and work. So I would say empathy. And I would also extend that empathy to pull all voices into the room. Mm, sure. We're better with everyone's voice. And you just noticing say, Hey, Kim, I've noticed you haven't said anything in this meeting. Like I would love to hear your opinion. Sometimes people just need an invitation. They may not be as, uh, bold or courageous to make that statement like others. I think we just have a much better organization, world, and project team. Well, I love that. And powerful words of of wisdom there. Noticing other people, inviting them into the conversation um, sounds like a real gift of friendship. Um, So thank you for sharing that that idea with us. And more importantly, frankly, thank you for coming on today. You've got a lot of things going on in your responsibilities, and we know that. And we appreciate you taking the time to share your thoughts, your ideas, the vision, and the really impactful work that we are doing in this space. So thank you, Sharon Lynch, for your time. Thank you, Kim, for the conversation. This was the highlight of my day. Thanks for listening to Slalom on Air. Tune in to hear more by following us on your preferred podcast listening app. New stories will be coming regularly. And if you're interested in joining Slalom, check us out at slalom.com slash careers. 